and welcome to the Listening Party Revelations podcast. While recording problems, I remember Queen were in the recording in the studio next door to ours and Sid mistakenly wandered into their session to be greeted by shrieking Freddie Mercury saying, thank you, Mr. Vicious. Today, our special guest is Rachel, one of the regulars. Hello, Rachel. Hi there. How are you? Good, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Hello, Rachel. Nice to see you. Nice of you to join us. Hi there. Yeah, it's actually uh, really nice to put a face to a name rather than it just <laughs> yes, being... just words. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, just words on the screen, yes. So I'll uh, just hit right in. I think I'd just like to ask you straight away, how did you discover the listening parties? And also, what was the first party you attended? Oh, now that was quite interesting because I was trying to think, how did I actually find out about the listening <laughs> parties? And the honest answer is... I can't really remember exactly. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, my my first listening party was Doves on the 4th of April, so it was fairly early on. I think I must have read an article or, so, or seen something about it, because at that point, I barely used Twitter. Ah. Uh, I had four followers in uh, total, wow. and I was using it ostensibly for work purposes, so I was following it for the likes of like Property Week, not Tim Burgess, so I wonder if I had a clue. <laughs> no, I'd only got no work-related things I was following. Yeah. So, but then along comes lockdown. I'm just like, oh my god, what do we do now? <laughs> I must have seen an article, or perhaps like my sister pointed out. Can't remember. I honestly cannot remember. That's okay. Yeah, I delved into it and then uh, discovered that Doves was going to be doing a listening party, and I was like, right, okay. This yeah, is first it. of many, as it turned out. Yeah, one of my favourite albums as well. Yes, yeah, so I, you know, you I stuck think, with it after that. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I, w- I just thought, oh, I'll just have a look and see how many listening parties I've done recently because I'd sort of kept a spreadsheet, but I had, I've had a spreadsheet disaster. Like my laptop had some problems with it, so they've, they've, oh, they no. had to go back and uh, reset various parts of it, and so it <sighs> lost a load of updates. I couldn't phone at work. And go, oh, I've got this spreadsheet about listening parties. Can you just look into <laughs> it? Because they'd be like, is that work related? So I, I know exactly what I've been doing up until about 18th of July. So, but I know I've definitely done more than 400 listening parts. Amazing. Well done. Still in awe of uh, Sue's with all her 100% <laughs> attendance though. Do you have a, a most uh, memorable party or one that's particularly stood out? you know out? what? I'm going to cheat on this because having done quite a few listening parties is really hard to like narrow it down. So I'm going to, I'm going to mention a few. That's fine. So, I mean, there's the likes of Paul McCartney, Kylie, for instance, because that's like, wow, I can't believe that they're actually doing the listening party. <laughs> and I'd even put Mark Landigan in that category because he's almost like a law unto himself. I don't know. Well, he's lived a lived a life, shall we say. And so, you know, the fact that he was there and talking about his mm-hmm. listening party was brilliant. And, and the fact that he also then went on for the humanist listening party as well. I was like, oh my word, this is amazing. <laughs> And then, yeah, of course, I have to add like Charlotte and Tim Burgess. <laughs> they were all so good. I know, I know. I can't just narrow them down. It's like the whole collection because it's just really Yeah, it's good. really hard. I like all the Dexes listening parties because <laughs> it's a Midlands yeah. band. Midlands. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> See, I, I did tell you I've got quite a list. <laughs> I like, yeah. Really like all the David Bowie listening parties and the fact like Mike Garson was, you know, talking about recording all the amazing ones like Aladdin Say and Diamond Dogs and things like that. I was like, wow, 
And then last, but by no means least, is actually I say that and I lie, there's two. There's the Joy Division New Order listening parties with Stephen Morrison yeah. and Peter Hook. They're amazing. And also British Sea Power, right at the start of the listening parties. They were on every Friday, I think it was about seven o'clock. Yeah. It just felt like there was a little small select bunch tuning in at that time. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And it was sort of like something, you, you just think, height of lockdown, it's like what was going to get me through and I just thought oh great there's going to be another British sea power listening party yeah and it was quite good because it was also like a watching party in a sense because it was like Man of Aaron there was uh, they, they made a oh, film that's of it beautiful, yeah wasn't so it? and I, I really mm. remember that one that was excellent so I have to ask you what your favourite revelation from the parties have been there's been quite a few surprising statements from artists <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's, it's generally speaking, I've got anything that makes me laugh is, um, is always one of my highlights. So <laughs> I've got, funnily enough, I've got a few from Stephen Morris because he's classic with um, yes. one from Scritty Politi, Party for um, Cupid oh. and Psyche. That was wow. on the 8th of November 2020. <laughs> and it was saying the rest of the group would remember how, remember better how the drum sound was achieved. And he said, we mixed at Psalm West in London. I'm just reading here. So yeah, the gents' yeah. toilet there was definitely used as an additional reverb. You had to pee really quietly when the mixes were going to tape. <laughs> so that entertained wow. me. Yeah. As for Stephen Morris, I loved this one. It was <laughs> the New Order album, Music Complete. And he just said, yeah. on hearing a pattern I'd lovingly created on my latest old drum machine, the general opinion was that it sounded like a sad chicken clucking. Undeterred, <laughs> we stuck with it. And after replacing the clucking with some Jillian piano it then became <laughs> restless so um wow. last but not least there was a sex pistols one i really enjoyed as well it said mm, yeah. while recording problems i remember queen were in the recording in the studio next door to ours and sid mistakenly wandered into their session to be greeted by shrieking freddie mercury saying thank you mr vicious i don't remember that that's amazing I have to look back at that one. I remember that. That's the only one I was around for. <laughs> All the others were before I appeared. That's good. There's three good ones there. I was just going to say, I just anything that's something you don't expect and it just absolutely makes you laugh. It's like absolutely brilliant. It's one of my listening party golden moments, as I yeah. tend to call it. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> are you keeping a note of them all as you hear them i hadn't been and then i, I just thought well I, I might just say the odd one or two you know really still really make me laugh when i go back and yeah. look at it again so yeah I've, i yeah. have marked a few <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> okay so i've got a few quick fire questions okay for you now if it's a party or an artist that you've never heard of do you wait for the evening for the party or do you have a sneak peek uh... before and or judge if you're going to turn up um, to the party by what I you always hear. wait. <laughs> I don't tend to do any like sneak peeking beforehand because I like quite like a surprise. Um, and ah. yeah, yeah, I've done so many listening parties where I, I haven't heard the artist before or that particular album. So I always think as well with listening parties, there's that extra little bit of magic. So the albums always seem to sort of take on this additional life force when you listen to them. And I just think even if I did like a sneaky peeky mm. uh, listening beforehand, it just wouldn't have the same impact as that first <laughs> listen when you're listening along with everyone else. It's true. Yeah, with everyone. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, it is something a bit special, isn't it? When you hear it for the first time with lots of other people and get yeah. their impressions as well as your own. It's another the part of the whole thing, isn't 
wasn't it? So before the before the parties came along, did you have a favourite or a usual genre that you would listen to, or has that changed? Have you discovered you like um, a genre that you never used to listen to? Or well, I suppose along those lines? you know, they're using the catch-all indie music would probably have covered it. Spotify tells me that Chambers yeah. Psych is my favourite genre. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I have no idea quite what that is, but yeah, that's me. Well, I have to say, generally speaking, I've got fairly eclectic taste. I'll attend like listening parties, even if it isn't something you know I typically listen to, because I'll be surprised by it. So that's what I want and be like, wow, yeah, actually, I can really yeah. hear that. The only time I would probably back off is say if I've had like a really one of those days at work when you get a bit of a splitting headache and you get I don't know like a I suppose like the slip knots of this world and you just go <laughs> and I'm just I'm just thinking that probably would not do a headache any good but it's really um but that's more on my mood rather than on the uh, musicianship so um but but I have yeah, to say yeah. Most of the time, <laughs> I just listen and try and like keep an open mind, open ears, because mm. I think there'll yeah. always be something in there that I think, oh, yeah, I really like that. You know, wouldn't have ever considered it. I think like Scroobius Hip was one where I just thought, oh, when I first started listening to the album, I was like, I'm not sure whether I'm going to enjoy this or not, because it's sort of like quite sort of like um, hip hop, rap hip hop. And I was thinking that's not my usual genre. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I'm going to keep listening. And then by the time I was like midway through the album, I was like, I'm really hooked in on this. This is amazing. So I I think you just have to let yourself go, let all those um, preconceptions go and just actually like float along with the music (laughs) or, you know, dance along. Yeah, and again, it could be that you're reading the tweets from the artist, and it suddenly gives you a new insight yeah, to yeah, that type yeah. of music, or how, how it's how it comes together, or how, it's the whole thing, isn't it? Some of them take a few tracks before you warm up to them, and others you like it straight away as well. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a usual location in your house or room? Definitely not this one because this is usually my work room, so it's been my. I don't have an office, so it's had to become my office. Right. So it's a spare bedroom. So I tend yeah. to most. Of often listen in my lounge that's for various reasons it's the best for wi-fi there it's got my record player in there and like my little old um, hi-fi is located there as Mm -hmm. well so also it's just I like to have a bit of a divide so most of the time like after I finish work I don't tend to go it'll you know use this room very much and then down in the lounge it's like my downtime it's like now I can just enjoy listening to music and just relaxing completely so hopefully yeah 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 makes sense yeah do you listen on headphones or out loud usually yeah I think it more depends actually it depends how I'm listening so if it's Spotify I'd say I tend to use my headphones and for physical formats i tend to prefer to use the speakers that they have Mm -hmm. that was another one of my questions do do you uh, usually stream or do you uh, listen on vinyl or cds or cassettes yeah again it depends I I honestly prefer playing the physical format whenever Mm -hmm. I can because I feel like Mm. I know it sounds daft I feel like I've got that extra connection to the artist when I've got when I've actually got the physical copy yeah. in front of me then I can actually like, yeah. you know, I feel it and touch it sometimes especially when it's a first listen as well yeah yeah exactly you know you're looking at the sleeve notes for the first time and it's like wow so I'd say you know my collection is a mix of CDs vinyl 
and cassette, mostly CDs because um, I've not had uh, a record player for very long. So I don't have a, mm. you know, it's like Kieran's got this amazing like archive <laughs> of uh, vinyls. I'm like, yeah, I sort of vicariously browse his vinyl collection whenever he posts something. But yeah, so for me, it's mainly CDs. I do have cassettes. Yeah. So when I've got cassettes, mm-hmm. I listen to those because <laughs> I love the little clunk clunk oh absolutely yeah yeah absolutely. it's just that little extra bit yeah just the whole process of putting the cassette in the player and pressing play yeah yeah it's, it's so physical <laughs> I know I know it is and you, you just get that little hum as well just before it yep. starts for new music I tend to play on Spotify because generally speaking I won't have the physical copy of the album so that's yeah. that's when I tend to use it the most yeah. so we we'll discover it and then at the end of the listening party quite often I've gone out and bought it so yeah another little uh, another little one I was just going to ask do you have any favorite snacks or drinks that you stick to while you're partying um, don't tend to have snacks. I tend to always have a great big massive drink of squash on hand. Oh, it's squash. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like a pint because I, you know, I'm... A uh, pint of squash. <laughs> yeah, I'm very classy and rock and roll. So it's like, yeah, make mine a squash. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask if you purchase any albums before the party in advance of the parties and during, but I'm pretty sure I've seen you say quite a few times you oh, bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have, I've even actually bought some actually during the listening party when I was like, <gasps> yeah, uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I've at, in, can you remember well, any? I was going to say, in terms of ones I've bought, like almost straight away afterwards, or when I've been able to afford to buy them, Lanterns on the Lake, Spook the Herd is one of my favourites. Wow, that was really uh, honest. Yeah, and but they did a replay of it, didn't they, for the Mercury oh, yes. Music Prize? So yeah, got two <laughs> yeah. to listen to that all over again, which was great. Moons, uh, Pocket Melodies absolutely love that I fell in love with that album I'd never heard about um, Moons before so and then I heard that album I was like wow I love this (laughs) Dexes as I say I mean I suppose you know I felt duty bound that I should be like enjoy those um, listening parties anyway but I really did and partly because like a lot of people my recollection of Dexes is uh, come and Eileen at weddings and I was and to realize there was a whole lot more about the band yeah, yeah. oh my god that you know their musicianship is really good Ezra Furman I loved Transangelic Exodus so that was amazing recent ones as well with Humanist and as I say Mark Lanigan because I I didn't actually have that yeah, album yeah. before but I knew I knew anyway I was probably going to buy that very powerful yeah, and Beechwood Sparks I love that uh, album as yeah. well Lone Lady was another one where I was just sort of absolutely gobsmacked by the listening party and it was partly because it was sort of packed full of like really interesting information and anecdotes and I, I bought both there's a lot of photos as well yeah yeah which yeah. which really helps as well doesn't it when when artists have photos or memorabilia yeah, or... yeah. it does and the, and the way she describes it as well it felt like when she when she was talking about creating a recording studio out of an old mill and I really felt like I was actually in that old crumbling old mill with her and and just seeing what it was like she sort of was very vivid with her descriptions yeah mm-hmm. It was a great location to record. Oh, yeah. Another couple, which I've played an awful lot since, of like Willie J. Healy, Twin Heavy. That was fairly early on, I think. But I just love that album. 
And yeah, my pronunciation is going to be really terrible. Yucatan, Yucatan. Mm, I'd say Yucatan. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. That was, <laughs> uh, I just absolutely adored that album. So yeah, that was like one straight after the listening party. <laughs> So that's a yes, then you've, you've bought a few. Yes, <laughs> yeah. In terms of <laughs> buying in advance of listening parties, I think they'd be just ones I'd, I'd buy generally, you know, so they'd be artists I know or have come to know through the listening parties. So I'd, I'd want to um, listen to them. If it's a completely new artist, then I just, I think I tend to, as I say, listen on on Spotify first and just sort of, let it all sink in and then sort of make the decision afterwards i bought the anchoress in advance without oh did you yeah i bought it after the listening that was amazing (laughs) yeah (laughs) i knew i knew it would be good but i didn't know it'd be that great oh yeah that was another one very moving yeah yeah Mm. that was yeah it was sort of uh one of those listening parties where you actually have to sort of go away and just sort of like sit and contemplate mm. afterwards and sort mm-hmm. of almost like be in a bit of a meditative state because you, you're just sort of yeah. reflecting yeah. on the whole the music and the subject matter yeah today's listening party revelation comes courtesy of the band cloth who were nominated for the scottish album of the year the say award last year with their self-titled album just reading their tweets they said a short story about butter we decided to change strings the night before recording felt. This was a rookie mistake as we'd mic'd up the amp. The sound was horribly bright and jangly and not good jangly. We turned to the internet for help. We found an article written by someone who'd found themselves in a similarly tight spot in the studio. They'd used a thin film of butter on the strings to dull the brightness slightly. Without hesitation, we began liberally buttering our guitars. And it worked. The harsh tone was gone. Ah. It actually worked a bit too well as the sound became a tad muted, as one might expect from caking a guitar in love. Take note, guitarists, be very careful with how much butter you spread on your instrument. Another good one. Um, Rachel, just like to ask if you have a favourite track. I know it's an almost impossible question, but we're compiling a Spotify playlist for our guests. So if you'd like to choose one, you can add to the list. Yeah, now I was debating what to pick. And in the end, I went for Ezra Furman, Suck the Blood from My Wounds. Now, and just like the, the background oh. to that is that took place, I think it was about the 1st of June. And I think it was like almost a week before, 25th of May, in the UK, we'd got Dominic Cummings sitting in a rose garden talking about his trip to test his eyesight at Barnard Castle. And in the US, George Floyd was killed. It's sort of the aftermath of obviously Black Lives Matter movement, the righteous anger over what had happened to George Floyd, and also the anger at the UK government Mm. for all the lies and frustration Mm. that everybody was sort of sticking to lockdown rules, and yet they were just completely ignoring it, or so it seemed. It was absolutely, Mm. like, you, you just felt really frustrated, and as it just felt almost like the world was on fire. And then Ezra Furman did this listening party. And now I know a couple of artists had actually like cancelled like during the previous week because they said it was just it was just such a strange time. And yes, that's right. 
But Ezra Furman, she chose to carry on with it and because of music being like a bit of like a unifying theme. And the first song on yeah. Transangelic Exodus was Suck the Blood from My Wounds. Now, as you can probably tell from the, the title, it's quite, there's quite a lot of like pop punk angst. And we have it. Frank, uh, it's sort of a bit <laughs> of anger, frustration, but it's really, really good. And it's sort of like, and I just thought, oh, yes, yes, this is what I'm here for. This is the music that's speaking for me. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, I it's not really, it was the first time I'd heard that as well. And I just thought, yes, this, this suits it. And it's something I've come to love the album immensely. And as I say, I hadn't heard of Ezra Furman and she's become like one of my favourite artists. And so, yeah, definitely a listening party discovery. Amazing. I'm now going to put you on the spot with a fun question. What's your favourite in the listening party times, your favourite emoji? Oh, oh, God. I always tend to quite often use the one with the heart eyes because that usually sums me up listening to listening along <laughs> because I'm like, this is amazing. And I don't probably overuse it. I do overuse it. But that's just generally reflecting on like how I actually feel. Yeah, I think we've asked all our questions. So it was lovely to chat to you, Rachel. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me along. Thank you for being part of the Listening Party Revelation. Thank you too. Yeah, lovely to see you both. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. And thank you to everyone for listening to our Listening Party Revelations fan pod. And please follow us on our Twitter account at LPRPod. 